Hello and welcome to another Fikava Vet Chat. As the year is, the year is coming to an end, um, we are in all over Europe uh, expecting that uh, there will be um, a fair amount of fireworks. They can be a considerable um, a reason for concern for our pets. And uh, tonight I would like to speak to um, an outstanding behaviorist about what we as veterinary professionals and also what pet owners sort of can do to deal with firework anxiety. Um, the person I would like to speak to tonight has studied veterinary medicine in Lisbon. He then got a master's in clinical ethology and animal welfare from the university in Madrid. He got then a PhD in veterinary science in Oporto. He is a diplomat of the European College of Animal uh, Welfare and Behavioral Medicine. And he currently works as a director of the Center of Animal Knowledge and is also a professor of uh, animal welfare, behavior and training um, at the University of the Polytechnic Institute of Porto Alegre in uh, Portugal. In addition uh, to this, he is a very often sought after uh, lecturer. He is a popular uh, behavior, uh, behaviorist, uh, um, animal trainer, and uh, sought after speaker at official or public events. Um, he has published several scientific studies on animal behavior and welfare. Um, he's also the founder and past president of um, the Portuguese Association of Behavioral Therapy and Animal Welfare. And uh, he is the president of the European College of Animal Welfare and the vice president of the European Society of Veterinary Clinical Ethology. I don't think you will find anybody who is more qualified speaking to us tonight. So, um, hello and welcome to Gonzalo da Graça Pereira from Portugal. Hello, Gonzalo. Thank you very much. Hello, Wolfgang. Thank and you. What I forgot to say in my introduction is that you're also an outstanding communicator and always somebody I like to speak to because as I said, it's so easy to, to, to talk to you and, and, and you are very down to us despite of all your qualifications, you always have a practical approach. And I, as a first opinion of a practitioner, I like to speak to people like you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Wolfgang. And, and the first thing that I would like to say is that a part of everything you said well, my name is only Gonzalo. I'm a colleague and I'm here just to support uh, everybody that needs and uh, with what I know because I don't know everything, uh, Wolfgang. So I'm just here just to, to, to give the best of me as I always do. So what we want to talk about tonight is uh, firework anxiety or phobia or um, uh, is that the right term we should use or, or how would you prefer to call it? Is that, is that correct or 
uh, do I mix things into each other? Sorry, I'm just a humble first opinion veterinary practitioner. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, yeah. don't worry. So uh, the point here, I like to call it noise reactivity. Uh, one colleague, Kirsty Sexel from, from uh, Australia, she calls noise issues uh, because in fact, uh, there are different issues and there are uh, from fear to uh, uh, phobia, there are anxiety, and what are the main differences that we have between all these three terms? The first one is fear, and fear is something normal. Uh, all of us needs uh, fear because it's the only way for us to survive. The other one is the phobia, which is an excessive uh, fear that uh, the, the person or the animal lose the control and cannot control him or herself. Uh, and and it's 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 totally uh, uh, difficult to 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 control and to realize and to cope with the environment. Okay, so it's difficult to stop. And the third situation that you also mentioned is anxiety. And anxiety is like uh, physiologically is like uh, a stress response. So. Uh, in terms of physiology, the body is giving the stress response. However, what makes the difference is the anticipation. And the anticipation can be the anticipation of a fear that could be real, imaginary, uh, or, or something that is in the animal mind. So this is what makes difference, is the anticipation. Let's go to give some silly examples because I always like to give examples to make it clear. So let's talk about spiders. Some of us uh, uh, do not like spiders, but uh, so let's say that uh, Wolfgang, you have fear of spiders. So if I tell you, Wolfgang, look, look this gorgeous spider that you have over there in, 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 the, in your wall, you look, and, and you say, oh, oh, there's a spider there. And you move over here. And time to time you look over there. So this is normal because you have fear. So you look over there. Okay, so she's there, I'm here. However, if you, you have uh, a, a phobia of spiders, uh, when I said, uh, when I said uh, Wolfgang, uh, have you seen the beautiful spider you have over there? you move immediately away from the camera. So I see you no more, you disappear. So this is the phobia. You okay. Just hear the uh, word, yeah, yeah discontrolled. Uh, and anxiety. Let's say that you are uh, the famous uh, cartoon uh, uh, that is uh, normally with fear of the wolf and taking the little cookies to the to the grand uh, to the granny. Okay, so. Fear is normal. So you go to the forest and you start, oh, you, you listen to noise and you look, oh, it's not the wolf. So you continue. And then another noise, and this is normal fear. But if you are suffering from anxiety, you are at home 
already suffering, imagining that the wolf is already in the forest, okay? And when you go to the forest, you're, you are already where the wolf is, where the wolf is. So this is uh, an, anx an anxious animal. So what makes the difference is the anticipation. Yeah, was yep. this clear? Yeah. Um, just uh, uh, going back to the terminology, you uh, talk about um, uh, noise reactivity, but can we boil it just down to noise? Um, uh, uh, going out from that, what I sometimes hear from some of my clients is that even in older dogs that sometimes have difficulties with the hearing, the noise don't seem to be so much the issue. It is sometimes the light flashes. So the sudden light that is sort of flashing outside and, and they might not hear very much, but they get very, very much stressed by, by that as Indeed. well. Indeed, indeed. So, in fact, in fact, Wolfgang, uh, in terms of reports uh, and, and published studies that we can find in literature, one of the main cause, uh, one of the main cause is uh, noise. So, the most, the most reported is uh, canine and feline uh, noise phobias, let's say, like these noise reactivity. However, uh, in a first situation, what the learns is the stimuli that is bigger and more threatening to the animal. However, there are other signs around and one of them you already mentioned which are the lights. So uh, before getting deaf the animal had a fear for instance of um, fireworks, thunderstorms, okay, and then he start associating the lights with the noise and once they do not listen anymore the lights continue there so they associate the, the lights with the fear that they had in the past ah, ah, yeah. oh yeah that makes sense yeah 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 so let's let's have a look what 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 can we do i mean we are we are still sort of uh, a little bit away from new year's eve um what can we do now if clients get in touch with us? Uh, what, what suggestions would you have? So, uh, Wolfgang, the first suggestion that I always like to highlight is never ever ignore an owner that mentioned that his or her dog has a, a fear. Okay, because a fear can move from one stage to the other. Okay, let's say I usually see split, uh, split it in two stages for uh, uh, help us in our diagnose. Okay, let's say that in stage one, we have a dog that is fearful only during noise exposure. Okay, and during this situation, the dog hides from the fear that induce uh, inducing events. Okay, but during these moments the dog is able to control their own behavior his own behavior and uh, despite he's in a negative emotional uh, state he's engaging and finding a coping strategy 
okay? He's hiding, and if the owner respects uh, this, this, this situation, uh, but understanding means that we can treat and support the animal to solve his problem. However, the problem is that many states, many, many, many times, when we ignore this behavior, the, the, the animal goes from stage one to stage two. And on stage two, it's when the fear becomes much more severe and there are uh, predicting or avoiding stra strategies that are already failing. And, and, and these can lead to very, very severe situations and complications like generalization as we, uh, we spoke um, with predictive, uh, pr predictive uh, cues, uh, different contexts could be associated to, with the house or the outside or so associative learning learning as we've been speaking, okay? And this is, this is something very important to support us to make a clear diagnose. Mm -hmm. But um, again, to my, my question, if we are confronted with uh, uh, this situation, client comes to us as, yep, our dog goes crazy at uh, uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, what can we do now, we still have two, three weeks to go. Um, what would be the suggestions you would have, the steps we can take now to prepare the dog or the cat in that? Okay, okay. So in these situations, first of all, uh, if it is uh, a, a, a low uh, fear and not a, a, a very uh, severe situation, so we will concentrate in what we call management. And the main um, uh, uh, the aim of the management is to assist the dog in developing coping strategies. Uh, and it means that we are going to manage the environment and make some changes in the human interactions. Obviously that together with these we can support using pheromonotherapies, nutraceutics and sometimes appropriate medication that we can speak later on. Okay, so when we're talking about environmental management, the first rule is to provide a suitable and accessible hideouts. It's very, very, very important to make sure that the animal knows the location and has totally access to this location. So, um, and, and typical places where, where they like to hide out uh, is uh, like bathrooms or cupboards or under the bed because they, they feel more comfortable because they do not listen, they do not see, okay? So the sound level is lower and the dog is feeling better, the dog or the cat. So it's very, very important to provide hidey holes, okay? Very, very important. Um, if we have time enough we can train the dog or the cat to 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 a crate or uh, a place that he feels safe sorry yeah that's also um what i often recommend to my clients to have a um if they have a cage or a crate as you as you pointed out um then to um reduce the noise noise level also by covering it also making it sort of den out of it covering with um 
two or three layered blankets yes, to, also exactly. to, to absorb sound and then to have it a normal routine sort of to have the animals sort of going into their place or exactly um, uh, yeah have, uh, that that is part of the routine in the evening that the definitely 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 this 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 spot should be uh, 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 a place where the animal feels totally comfortable and is the safe area so blankets could be very useful uh, because they create the the cozy environment for the animal as well where they can hide inside the blankets as well. Uh, this is something very nice indeed. How about um, noise desensitization? Um, we had over the years, we were often, uh, or we, we, we have been providing clients with uh, sound CDs, fireworks mm -hmm. CDs, mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. which we then suggested to play first at a very, very low noise level yeah. and then to racket it a little bit up. Yes. What's your take on that? Okay, okay. So uh, th uh, thinking, first of all, on uh, music and sounds, we can use music and sounds sometimes to block out the noise from outside the house. Okay, so sometimes, uh, but this is different from what you're mentioning, okay? I'm just giving another tip, which is using a background music inside the house or white noise inside the house to block the exterior. Uh, what you're mentioning is um, what, what we call desensitization together with counter-conditioning. Uh, these are the two words that we are talking about. And when we're, we're doing a desensitization program is exactly what you said. So you can put a CD uh, with the sound of the fireworks with the very low intensity and careful because it could it must not make any type of reaction in the animal otherwise you're not doing a desensitization you're making right we're doing right the opposite what we want so we might actually add to the anxiety really, exactly i, mean, I agree so yeah yeah might actually make things worse if it's not done Carefully, you know. Carefully. So very, very low, okay? And together with that, you can start giving some positive reinforcement at the same time, okay? And then you start putting the noise a bit louder, but very slowly, very slowly, very slowly, and always paying more and more and more and more. And having different uh, types of reinforcers as well. You, ca you can have a jackpot when the sound is so uh, high that you need to pay more to 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 the dog or the cat okay mm -hmm. and this is also very important so but always starting and make sure that you are not producing any type of reaction and this is very very important during these these training the the owner is the main role the, the owner should be uh, very relaxed and comfortable. Remember that especially dogs, before reacting, they look to the owner, okay? So they look to the owner in motion. So it's very important that the, the, the owner plays the role model and shows the dog that there's no reason to be stressed, okay? That's important. And I think that's quite 
important that as an owner on one hand, yes, you are aware of the stress the dog or cat has, but I think it's a wrong reaction then to, uh, 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 to further enhance it by fussing with the dog or the cat. I mean, reassure that you are there, but then continue with normal things and don't be, don't be yourself sort of uh, sidetracked by the sound or by, by the flashing lights or something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. be an island of calm yourself, really. Exactly, 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 yep. exactly. Yep. Uh, you can whistle, you can sing, you can play a game uh, showing that, that you, your uh, calm enough so uh, there's nothing to worry about okay but another another thing that uh, I heard many times people to say is to ignore the fear of your dog ignore the fear and this is uh, something that we should never do because um, most of the times what what people in the past were saying was that when we were uh, 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 looking to the dog and, and supporting the dog or the cat, we were reinforcing fear. And what we currently know is that uh, fear is not reinforced. So we are not uh, reinforcing a negative emotion, okay? So if, if the dog or the cat uh, are uh, showing fear, what you need to do is to redirect this fear and ask the dog to do something that is good. So let's play, let's, let's, let's have a game together, let's relax and move from a negative emotion to a positive emotion. So never ignore an animal that is in a fear situation. And obviously th that's on cats. Uh, this is much more difficult because cats are much more subtle and usually a fearful cat, uh, they simply hide and the owners do not understand that the cat is in a fearful situation, which is more difficult. We talked about light earlier. So um, what I tend to recommend to my clients is, uh, if anything, to possibly up the light level in the flat, but to use curtains whenever possible. Uh, ideally, sort of, if they have sound, there are also special sound absorbing curtains or uh, curtains that are really good to keep light completely out. So this combination of drawing the curtains or the blinds and at the same time increase the light inside the house so that these flashes are not sort of that they don't play well such a uh, important role or do, do, that the contrast is not too uh, too big. Indeed, indeed, indeed. What was that? Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. And, and, and uh, closing the windows, closing the curtains is something, something very, very important. And uh, uh, once again, uh, going back to the sounds, uh, when we are doing a desensitization, sometimes uh, it's not, uh, uh, we don't see also some results because the way that the, uh, the, the sound comes out from the, our uh, uh, um, um, 
from the, our CD players, for instance, is not exactly the same uh, type of waves that can, comes from uh, uh, the thunder, okay, or from the fireworks. So this is one reason why sometimes it's difficult. And another reason which doesn't happen in fireworks, it's the differences that we find in the uh, uh, atmosphere pressure, okay? And, and we know that when there is a, a thunderstorm, there are changes in the atmosphere pressure. And this is something that we cannot control when we are doing the training. So that's, that's one of the reasons why it is so difficult to, uh, to, 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 to work with animals that are suffering of this specific disease. And there comes the, the medication that we would need for these situations as well. Yeah. Talking about which, um, or, or not quite, we are not quite there, but uh, we mentioned pheromones, so a feline canine artificial pheromones. Uh, what's your take on that? Well, my, my opinion is that pheromones are very, very good indeed, and the studies showed the results, okay? So it's not my opinion, it's the, the opinion of researchers, it's the opinion that's, that are fully published in, in literature. Uh, the only point is that, and, and uh, uh, for, for uh, the sellers of pheromones, they know how much I love pheromones. Months. The only problem is that uh, I don't like the vets to sell the pheromones or the owners to buy the pheromones, thinking that the pheromones will be the solution. And the same happens with medication. Medication is not the solution, it's part of the behavior treatment. And this is one severe problem because most of the times, uh, Wolfgang, when a case is referred to me, I, I, uh, the owner already tried the pheromones and when I mention pheromones they they usually say oh I've already used and it did nothing at all and the point is there are no miracles in behavior so there are no magical pill to solve a behavioral problem it's not an antibiotic is not something that you give and you treat so the medication is just part of the treatment as pheromones are part of the treatment as well. Yeah. Uh, some owners, especially some dog owners, um, use uh, anxiety or fear jackets. Um, uh, what do you think about that? So some, I don't know, I'm, Do you I'm have not, any experience with that? I'm, any? I'm, not, I'm not going to say the number, uh, the name of these, because nobody is paying us to say the name, but mm -hmm. I know exactly the, the brand that you're mentioning. Uh, and there are some evidences that, in fact, with some dogs, the, 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 the feeling of being a bit more restricted helped them to calm down. So obviously that, that brand that you know and, and we both know is already prepared and it's easy to put and, and, and wrap uh, the dog. Uh, but if you use uh, another type of wrap, it can work as well, okay? But 
carefully because in some dogs it could be also another reason to be more anxious okay so you need to get the dog or the cat used to this before it's not oh, there's a thunderstorm, so I'm going to wrap my dog. And this is another sign that something serious is coming. Ooh, yeah, so, it's very yes. different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, herbal treatments, I'm often asked about that. Um, I personally, I mean, we, we know there are supplements that contain L-tryptophan or valerian, for example. So these are more prescribable medication. These are freely available um, uh, supplements. Um, uh, are they of any help? Do you think there's a difference between dogs and cats when it comes to these supplements? Okay, uh, when, when we're speaking about supplements, the supplements that usually we're giving are those that are precursors of neurotransmitters. And usually what we are trying to do is to increase the level, for instance, of serotonin, okay? So, and in these situations, uh, if you increase the level of uh, uh, serotonin, the, the, the mood of the animal is more relaxed okay uh, however however what what is happening in many of the situation is that the problem is that the number of uh, uh, receptors in, uh, in the postsynaptic space is higher, then you need to use medication and proper medication. And sometimes in those situations, you need also uh, uh, GABAergic uh, medication as well, which acts different from some of these medications. However, if you, if you go, supplementation, sorry, if you go to, uh, for instance, uh, 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 alpha-casazepine, uh, it works more or less in the same way as a GABAergic, which means that we'll uh, uh, have a calmer uh, effect in the animal. However, if, if uh, you're going to use these supplements, I always recommend to start uh, some days before the events, okay? Even if you go to other medication, I always recommend to start before. There are drugs for SOS situations as well, and, but those are uh, acting in a totally different way from those that uh, we are mentioning here. I'm sorry about my dog is barking. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously then there's a medical intervention. Um, I, Obviously, for, for, for legal reasons, I don't think that we can go too much into dosages and uh, yeah, um, a specific no. medication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is certainly, I can just refer then to, uh, to the literature here. Um, and again, there's some medication that can and should be started possibly a couple of days 
uh, in advance, uh, if not even longer. And then there is the emergency medication that you can theoretically sort of give on the day. So um, a range of different sedatives uh, predominantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually say that medication is appropriate if generalization is wide and there are complications in uh, in 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 with the animal if the welfare is affected and the exposure to a fear inducing event may cause a relapse or a worsening of the behavioral conditioning uh, and for instance in 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 uh, when there are cognitive dysfunction as well uh, it can be very 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 useful okay but careful because there are some medications that can exacerbate rather than ameliorate fear uh, uh, which continue to be widely prescribed uh, as you said we cannot uh, talk about uh, specific names but uh, for those vets interested in know more about uh, types of medication and what should not prescribe obviously we uh, are here and the SVC also has a specific uh, uh, um, a specific position statement on uh, 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 this specific drug that I cannot say the name okay uh, but we should not use uh, uh, some drugs uh, but we can use others but the vets know what to use so for the owners that are seeing these um, please talk with your vets um, one thing that I forgot to mention, um, earplugs. Um, we have, uh, in the UK, we are often recommending to, uh, to clients that they use, we have these um, uh, carrot-shaped earplugs uh, ear for um, the people use on shooting ranges. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I find they fit very nicely into the external ear canal of dogs. Um, do you like them? Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, uh, sometimes I use the earplugs, sometimes I use uh, a, a kind of uh, headphones, okay, uh, or uh, if the visual stimuli is also problematic, we can also train the dog to hide uh, the eyes, okay? So there are uh, several ways that we can train the dogs. Obviously that we need a certified dog or cat trainer to do this type of training because otherwise you are sensitizing the animal and every time that they, they see you coming with the earplug, they run away from you. And that's mm. not the goal, okay? So the goal should be train the dog to enjoy, enjoy the earplug. Usually, I, I say that training uh, this type of utensils, uh, this type of uh, tools is like training uh, uh, children to wear shoes because our feet were ready to, to, to be always bare feet. I love to be bare feet. So for me, I would always be bare feet. However, somebody uh, realized that 
well, we should have shoes. So now we are choosing shoes that are comfortable, shoes that we like uh, uh, the style. Obviously that for dogs, style is not uh, an important issue. So what matters is the comfort and the way that you introduce this new tool, okay? So there is a procedure, a clear procedure that uh, uh, habilitated and certified animal trainer would help the owner uh, uh, and every vet should have an animal trainer working with him. Mm. Yeah. Um, Fikava has, uh, with you um, as one of the main authors, uh, produced a fact sheet um, on uh, firework uh, strategies, what to do um, with uh, pets. So these uh, fact sheets are now available on the FICAVA website and uh, also um, yeah, they can be downloaded from there. Uh, they will also be uh, highlighted obviously on the other social media um, channels. Um, if you have any questions or um, uh, any comments about this uh, episode of Fikava Vet Chat, then you can get in touch with us uh, by emailing us on vetchat at fikava.org. Gonzalo, thank you very much for all it the information tonight. It was my pleasure. It was my pleasure. Yeah, it was uh, great speaking to you. And as I said, it's always nice having a conversation with you. There are so many other behavioral um, issues um, uh, we are confronted with as veterinarians. So it would be great if we maybe could that uh, more regular feature that we get you or one of your colleagues uh, uh, in again and uh, talk another important current issue. So. Um, it would be great if we maybe could, could work towards that. Yeah, that would be really great indeed, because I think that uh, it's our duty as vets uh, to support, first of all, each other's and then support the animal owners as well. So we are here uh, to support uh, everybody, especially the animals that are under our duties. Thank you very much, Wolfgang. Perfect. Thank you very much and goodbye, Gonzalo. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.